What's going on, everybody? Uh, just super excited for Sunday and excited to be back with the podcast. I have been gone for a really long time. It seems like the last time that I posted on a podcast, it was after my um, my little interview slash conversation that I had with Brother Schmidt. And gosh, that was fantastic. I loved every second of that. I hope you guys did too. It was so much fun to make and Brother Schmidt has so many just awesome, awesome insights into like trials and overcoming trials and just being somebody who's really resilient under a lot of emotional and spiritual and physical turmoil. And so I loved that episode. If you haven't checked it out yet, please go give it a listen. Even if it's not for me, I promise you what Brother Schmidt has to say is so much worth it. Like you guys will just absolutely love it. But like I said, guys, I am pumped to be back. Um, life has been really, really crazy, busy recently. Um, and you know, like I, I, I feel like I make excuses quite often, but that that's the biggest reason why I haven't been doing podcasts. It hasn't been my first priority because, um, I started work, um, I started a new job recently and I guarantee you, no matter what you do for work, my job is cooler. Um, I just love, love, love my job. It's so cool. I get to, so I get to be a creative intern right now and it's, it's so much fun. I get to work for a local ad agency here in Utah and, um, I, I am so excited. The company just treats me so well. I feel like I'm really well taken care of there and I'm just having this time of my life because I get to be creative. I get to work with some of the best creative minds in Utah. Like, honestly, I am surrounded by just brilliance and superstars and I, I am very excited to be working there. I also start school tomorrow. I feel like there's a lot of people either in college or other schools that are in the same boat. Um, but I feel like a lot of people <laughs> started school last week. So maybe I just should have been really cherishing this last week um, a little bit more, but you know, I, I did, I, I had a great time. I had a great week. This has been awesome. And I, I've, been I've been able to get in touch with a couple people who actually listened to the podcast this last week and it has really just made me incredibly grateful for all of the all of the positive feedback that I've gotten for for the work that I've been putting in to make these podcasts for you guys and I love that you guys tune in and you listen when I say that it means the world to me like I mean that from the bottom of my heart you guys are the reason that I decide to to get behind this microphone and do this podcast and to just hopefully put some smiles on some faces, lift some spirits and um, just know that I love you guys and I love you guys for listening. But today, guys, I, I wanted to make just a really quick uh, message. Ho I mean, hopefully it'll be really quick. I feel like every time I say that, it definitely is not as quick as I think it's going to be. But I wanted to do a brief message about um, something that our bishop and our stake president talked about today in ward conference. Um, I love Ward Conference. I love hearing from our bishop. Our bishop is just a fantastic human being. Bishop Sanders is a wonderful man. And I love our stake president, President Lefevre. He is equally inspired and is just so, his heart is so in the right place. And he just, he loves uh, those who are in his stake and under his jurisdiction. And it is, it's really evident to me. But today in, in our sacrament meeting or in our, in our ward conference, our bishop talked about having, having a scripture, having a personal rescue scripture, that's what he called it. 
And I was really touched by that idea. I, I love the idea that you have this thing, this this concept, this these words of the Lord, this this faith building mantra that you just remember all the time. You know, whether you're in good times or bad times, you can look at that and you can just be grateful. And I I thought about that and it made me think of another talk that I read when I was going through the pre-service program for seminary teaching called um, The Power of Scripture by uh, by Richard G. Scott, I believe. Um, and I don't remember if that's the name of the talk. It was a Seminaries and Institutes talk. But I remember that it was by Elder Scott. And I remember that it, one of the things that really stood out to me is that he said that scriptures are personally packaged packets of light that we can turn to. And what I really liked is how he referred to the scriptures. He said that the scriptures, when we memorize them, when we, when we take them to ourselves to really think about them and make them something that's the first thing on our mind in a stressful situation, um, they can they can be our friends. They they, I mean, they're not people, obviously, but they can be something that we look to that gives us comfort and hope and help, like we would hope that any really good friend would. And I thought today um, that I would share a couple of those personal rescue scriptures that I've had in my life. I've had several, but they have all really impacted me in such a special way. Um, like I said, in good times and bad times, or even just in times when I needed to know something, I could always count on those things to give me hope and help and life and light. And, you know, I'll be forever grateful for my father in heaven for guiding me to those scriptures. And I do believe that he does that when we turn to him, when we need to know something or when we need to know that everything is going to be okay, we, we can pray to heavenly father to talk with him. And through the scriptures, I can testify that he talks and responds to us. And so without further ado, I want to share a couple of my personal rescue scriptures with you. Hopefully something that I say resonates with you. And I hope that you will take it upon yourself to find your own personal rescue scriptures. And I, even if, even if you're somebody that's outside of, um, you know, finding something that's really, you know, spiritual, I know for some days, there are people in my life that just don't want to have, you know, they, they just don't want to talk about Jesus. And, you know, um, just because I am somebody who like is, I mean, a, a Jesus freak, I, 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 if you would see me, I'd be doing the air quotes with my fingers, but you know, just because I'm somebody who that's the first thing I turn to doesn't mean that that's for everybody, but find something that you can turn to that gives you some kind of hope, some kind of comfort that you can bring to your mind that lets you know, that things really are going to be okay, that it's not, you know, the end of the world. I mean, there are times when it feels like it really is, you know, the, the darkness that kind of surrounds us, whether it's depression or a, a seemingly insurmountable trial or whatever it might be, um, just different hardships I know come with different magnitudes and at different times in our lives. But I, I can testify that there are things out there. There are so many things, whether it's the scriptures or whether it's the words of people who have been through experiences like the prophets and apostles or people that you look up to, you can remember those things. And by remembering those things, you are doing yourself a service by, by staying above water. 
And if you can take care of yourself, you are so much more prepared to just go outside yourself and take care of a huge scope of people, people that need you, you know, family, friends, loved ones who need comfort just as much as you do. And you can really step into the shoes of what I, what I call and what, you know, some of us in the church will call discipleship, you know, being able to give of yourself so openly and so freely and um, you know, that's, that's my goal this year is I want to be able to earn a very specific discipleship where I can, I can give of myself and I can, you know, but I need to take care of myself first. And, and part of doing that is those scriptures that um, I want to share with you. So without further ado, as I've already said before, um, let's get into these scriptures. So one of the scriptures that has meant the world to me actually was a part of the come follow me. Um, uh, topic this week um, and it's in first Nephi chapter 4 and it's it's when Nephi is going to try and get the plates from the wicked King Laban by himself but he and his brothers have already tried twice first time didn't go so hot second time um, even more so they they lost everything they had and Nephi's brothers uh, Laman and Lemuel were furious with with Nephi and Sam, and you know I, I could just imagine that at some point in the conversation they just said, "Look, if you're going to do this, you go and do this by yourself because we're done." And Nephi goes into the city at night and he kind of sneaks his way in, and he's trying to find what he should do, where he should go next. And the the scripture in verse six and the first line of verse seven are scriptures that gave me a lot of hope. Um, at different times in my life. And it says, I was led by the spirit, not knowing beforehand the things I should do. Nevertheless, I went forth. And there's a lot of times I feel like that that is applicable to our trials because when we are in the midst of our trials, it can almost seem like there's this, this mist of darkness. It's talked about in Lehi's dream. It's talked about in Lehi's vision. Um, mists of darkness are just, it's characteristic of our mortal life. To sometimes just be surrounded by darkness and that's that's not because god doesn't love us but it's just because of you know it's part of the experience that we have here in this life we we sometimes have to go through trials and tests and sometimes we need to just be led and you know that scripture piggybacks into another scripture that that means a lot to me and it was one that president lefevre talked about as his as his personal rescue scripture and it's proverbs 3 5 which says trust in the lord and lean not unto thine own understanding and i i really like that scripture i love the idea of trusting god and you know believing that if we do trust him that things will work out in the end for our favor for our betterment um let's see another scripture that that is a personal rescue scripture is in Matthew chapter 14 verses 30 and 31, I think are the most significant, but it's, it's the encounter between Jesus and Peter. When Peter comes to walk on the water to meet the savior during the, the tempest during the storm. And the reason that I love this scripture so much is because of the immediate nature of Jesus being willing to reach out and protect and save Peter's life. And um, the scripture says, 
Yeah, so it's it's 27 through 31 is kind of the bulk of this encounter. And so I'll start in 27. It says, But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. Because they saw Jesus on the water and they thought, Holy crap, like, who's this crazy person that is, like, walking on the water towards our ship? And verse 28 says, And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. And when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And I, like I said, I the big main reason that I love that scripture so much is that it says immediately. The use of the word immediately, I feel like, is so intentional and critical in our lives that as we, you know, as we find ourselves in these crazy situations, no matter what it is, there's so many that could fall under the category of a really boisterous storm. We can, when we look around, we, we can kind of, we can get very scared when we, when we take our focus off of savior when we take our focus off of those grounding things that just are really the things that get us through the storm we can start to sink and we can start to be afraid but the second we call out for help the second that we say jesus have mercy on me help me he immediately reaches out i promise that he does it might not feel like it but you can find an immediate peace in in christ's arms in christ's love and in the love of god himself you know, I believe that Heavenly Father is anxiously and readily available to bless us. Um, another scripture that I read this week, it's not one of my personal rescue scriptures, but it just further cements my point is, um, oh my goodness, it's, let me, oh my goodness, I was reading it earlier this week. It's in Helaman, that's what it is. It's in Helaman, um, Helaman chapter 3 verse 35 and it talks about how these people that were in such a such a difficult affliction as to be losing their brothers and sisters to pride in certain things it says nevertheless the the uh what does it say the the more humble part of the people they did fast and pray oft and they did wax stronger and stronger in their humility and firmer and firmer in their faith in Christ under the filling of their souls with joy and consolation Yea, even to the purifying and the sanctification of their hearts, which sanctification cometh because of their yielding their hearts unto God. And it just, it leads me to to think about, and, and that one actually, oddly enough, wasn't the one I was I was thinking about, but it goes well with the, the principle that I'm trying to point out is that, you know, if, if all we do is ask God for help, you know, there are so many blessings that God is just willing and waiting for us waiting to give us that are just dependent on our asking for it. I mean, it's like, you know, if you really want something from your parents, like if you, like when you were a kid, you wanted them to get a cup for, for you out of the, the high cupboard so you can get a drink. You know, you're not just going to sit there and be like, mom, read my mind. Obviously I want the freaking cup. You know, I, but I feel like sometimes that's how we react with with Heavenly Father. We we sometimes find ourselves in a really perilous situation, and we just 
kind of look up to heaven and we're like, why me? Why do bad things happen to me? Like, you know, you're supposed to be helping me through this. Why, where the heck are you? And if, if we would just ask for his presence, if we would just ask for him to comfort us, if, he would, if we would just get on our knees and just, you know, spend some time with our father in heaven, I know and I have a testimony that he cares enough about us that he's going to answer our prayer in some way, shape or form, whether it's through another person or through a scripture or through a feeling that we get in our hearts. I testify that he is there and ready to bless and ready to rescue and ready to help us every step of the way, no matter what we're going through. Um, I, I think I want to leave it there, guys. Um, I. I just am very grateful that you guys tune in and you listen and your your continued support is what keeps me coming back, like I said. And if there's anything that you want me to cover specifically in the podcast, you know, let me know. Send me a message on Facebook, Instagram, send me an email. I, I try to include my email in, in the show notes for every episode, but I I would love to hear from you and I just, I love you guys to death. And honestly, doing this is, is a highlight of my, my life. It's a highlight of my week. It's a highlight of my day. Every time I get to sit down and do it, because there's nothing that brings me more happiness than letting people know of my testimony of God's love and his mercy and his great desire to be intimately involved in your lives and in my life as well. So I'm going to leave it there. Once again, thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time, just remember to be strong and of good courage. Thanks.